this is episode 675 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, September 2nd, 2019. I am your host, Marcus Ness, and today I'll be talking about Redeemer Enhanced Edition, the Mega SG, my first impressions at least, and I guess a, a little bit about the Super NT, but I can't talk about that too much because, well, I'll, I'll get to that shortly, but you can get excited about that, I guess, or not, I don't know, you don't have to get excited about that. But in addition to that, uh, there's also some Apex Legends news, so I guess I'll talk about that as well. But uh, yeah, I think I'll start with the old Mega SG, because I got that Saturday, along with the Super NT, like I said. And I have had a blast with it. I I can't really comment on the Super NT, because I've never owned a Super Nintendo, and therefore I don't have any spare controllers lying around. I did pick up a Super Nintendo controller at my local GameStop. Not my local GameStop, but a GameStop, which just so happened to... I didn't realize that only a handful of GameStops or whatever carry retro stuff. I guess they all will let you trade it in there, but only a few sell retro things. The other one that had a controller, the next closest one at least, is like... I think somewhere on the far south side of Chicago. So I'm not gonna go there and get that. But uh, And I already ordered one off of eBay, so hopefully that one's fine. But I got a controller from GameStop and it ended up when I got home, I, I took it out of the packaging. It seems to, it seems, it seemed to control, like it seemed to work perfectly fine. However, the second I took it out of the packaging, I heard some rattling inside. And I didn't like that because that just meant that something was loose inside. And I don't want, like, whether or not it's working currently, I don't like the idea of having a controller that has something clearly broken on the inside that could potentially fail at any moment. It also is just, like, it's annoying knowing that it's busted in that way, for me at least. So I returned that. But the funny thing about that whole situation is that I went to GameStop for the first time in years to get this because, you know, I wanted to be able to try out my Mega SG. And we're doing the checkout process. The the person who's checking me out asked me if I had had an account. Of course I didn't. Of course I don't because I don't shop at GameStop. And nothing is going to make me shop at GameStop. But he said, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll set you one up real quick just so you can get your points. I'm like, fucking whatever. I was too tired to just say no. So I just gave him all my bullshit information, emails I don't use and stuff like that. But the funny thing about it is I gave him my email, which is my email. I don't don't care. You can know what my email is because I don't use this. It doesn't matter. Uh, My name at yahoo.com. Just a garbage throwaway email. So I gave that to him. And I I didn't figure this out until looking at the receipt before going to get my uh, refund. But he, in all his wisdom, and I, I, you know, I understand that my last name, Kuznez, is difficult. It's weird. And I understand that my first name, Mark, M-A-R-C, can often be confused as being short for Marcus. It is not short for Marcus. 
My birth name is Mark, M-A-R-C, nothing else. Uh, when I was born, I guess my dad was like, why don't we name him Mark? And my mom was like, well, if we're going to name him Mark, let's at least do it M-A-R-C like Mark Chagall. And that is the origin of my name. But I understand that, you know, it's easy to think it's short for Marcus. But at the same time, to my knowledge, and I could be very wrong, Marcus has only ever been spelled M-A-R-C-U-S. But that's not the spelling this, uh, this fella gave me. The, the, the name he assumed based off of my email was not Mark Krishnez. It wasn't Marcus Krishnez. It was Marcus Nears. <laughs> he thought that, you know, with the, the, the email I gave him, because I said it was my name, um, and, w and when he said, so, so it's Marcus, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. I did not want to elongate the conversation any more than it needed to be. So I was just like, whatever. Stop talking to me and let me get out of here. But when I saw on the receipt what the name it was he gave me, he assumed my, my name, M-A-R-C, first name, last name, K-U-S-N-I-E-R-Z. He assumed that my first name was M-A-R-C-K-U-S and that my last name was N-I-E-R-Z. <laughs> I've never in my life had anyone somehow, like, I don't know how anyone could ever confuse that. It felt like I was being punked or something. Like those jokes at, because uh, like, there's this one big joke from... Uh, what is it? Uh, Starbucks, where they like play around with the names and all that stuff. And there's one where it's like somebody says, "My name is Mark with a C," and so they spelled it C A R K, you know, to be funny. Because it's like, oh, who cares? Does it really matter if I spell your name correctly? It's just a stupid thing to know uh, that it's your cup of coffee. And I'm like, is this guy just joking with me, or what is this? What is this nonsense? This is the most ridiculous thing. And so, yeah, that was. It was almost worth it to go through the process of getting this um, busted Super Nintendo controller just so I could have this stupid story to tell. But it was disappointing because I wanted to try out my Super NT, play some of the Super Turrican, which is pre-installed. And then I also, because Half Price Books is having through today their Labor Day sale which is just 20% off your total purchase I got one Super Nintendo game at that point I got I think it's called Super Chase HQ or something I can't remember exactly but when I initially when I had the controller still and initially tried to play it it wasn't working and so I thought okay it's probably dirty I mean I, I doubt the people at half price cleaned it or anything so let me see about cleaning it and when I went to go clean it, I realized, oh, I don't have any uh, rubbing alcohol. I thought I did. It seems like it would make sense to have some kind of rubbing alcohol. Nope, I had none of it whatsoever. So I went out and got some, of course. But I went out, like, I didn't want to make two separate trips. So in the same trip that I went to um, return the busted Super Nintendo controller, or just the, the, the one with the loose change inside. I also got the rubbing alcohol. So when I got home and cleaned it, I realized, well, I can't check the cart now to see if it works. Hopefully it works, because I cleaned off a lot of dirt. 
it looked very different uh, after I cleaned it, which was nice because that just meant that it, you know it was pretty dirty. Uh, otherwise, other than that, it looked pretty good. The cartridge, you know, both the outside and, and the the pins at that point after I cleaned it looked pretty damn good. But yeah, I have no idea if it works. I did order a controller off eBay that hopefully will be fine and I'll be able to test the game too and also I ended up picking up two other games for pretty cheap I got Super Mario World because of course I should have a copy of Super Mario World and I got um, Top Gear the first one because I've heard good things you know that it's like reminiscent of Rad Racer and whatnot so why would I not get it it was that one was really cheap especially um, got the Super Mario World for like 10 bucks which seem fine, both of those. I, I'm pretty just fine accepting that Super Nintendo, I'm going to get them loose because one, like the cardboard is not super durable. Uh, so I, I would 100% need to get the, uh, like the, the case protectors, which I've gotten some for Genesis because like I want to be able to store them easily, but the problem with storing Genesis games on top of them, like stacking them on top of one another, is that uh, if you have the hang tabs, which I have the hang tabs for a fair amount of my uh, complete box copies, then um, they're just they they don't stack all that well. So yeah, I uh, I'm probably just gonna get loose carts, and also it seems like with the Super Nintendo. I don't know if I said all this stuff earlier, if I, like in a previous episode, not earlier today, but uh, it seems like Super Nintendo games, the disparity between boxed and loose is significantly higher than, like significantly more expensive than with the, the Genesis. I could be wrong. Uh, you know, I don't know for sure. Uh, for sure. I haven't like tested it out or anything like that, but it sure seems like in my brief experience that a game could cost like 30 bucks loose and then 130 bucks um, complete in box. And I'm not gonna spend an extra 100 bucks for a game unless it's Turtles in Time, then I probably will because it's the Turtles. I currently have my eye on uh, an IBM PC version on big old floppy flops uh, uh, of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, the one for Nintendo, uh, for the NES. Not, I, did, I had no idea that game was even on any other system, so that's pretty interesting. But I'm, you know, that would just be a game I got just to have it because I love the turtles and I think that's kind of a cool thing to have. And it's a nice condition. It's something that I could like probably frame as well because the art's in really good condition. But yeah, where was it going with all that? Yeah, I'm just. Getting SNES games loose probably is the way for me to go. But I, yeah, I haven't been able to test out those games. I did play a little bit of uh, Super Turrican, which of course is fantastic. We all know that already. And I got, uh, or I played a little of, no, I didn't play anything else. What am I talking about? So yeah, can't talk about the Mega SG all that much or the Super NT all that much. I can talk about the Mega SG because that's what I've been playing. I played a shitload of that, just a smorgasbord of games. I played um, Hyperstone Heist. That was the first thing I put in because I just wanted to play more of that. 
And then you know what? That was a fantastic time. Looks great. No lag of, of any kind. It was just a fantastic experience overall. And I also played some General Chaos, some True Lies, of course, because what, what, what are you, you crazy? Of course I'm going to play some True Lies. Uh, and everything ran just beautifully. The system itself is really well constructed. It's nice and solid. It looks nice. It's, it's pretty. I'd call it pretty. It's cute. I'd call it cute as well. That's my kind of little look. At my, they're, they're both very cute. I like the look of them. But um, I messed around with that and then I updated the firmware and then jailbroke it. And jailbreaking it was super easy to do. And in both cases, updating the firmware and then adding the, the jailbroken firmware, all one needs to do is put the file on an SD card, put the SD card in the system, and then turn it on and let it do its, uh, do its thing for, I don't know, a few minutes. You know, it's, it's a very short period of time. And what's nice about the uh, jailbreaking it is that you can add ROMs to it, and they've added a bunch of cores. Uh, I don't know when these cores, how long they've been there, but they've added a bunch of cores, so they have the Genesis core, of course, so you can play Genesis games on there, and they have um, Game Gear, ColecoVision, and Master System. I think that's all at this point. I don't know if there's going to be any plans to add more in the future, but it, there's a nice selection of cores for all your emulating desires, and uh, I'm somebody who prefers to play on the original hardware whenever possible but at the same time I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on games even if I love them because it's just it's crazy and also that money that I'm spending like if I buy a game for $300 that's not $300 going to the original creators of the, the game it's just going to some random person somewhere so yeah uh, spending that much on a game is not something I really want to do unless I really, really, really like it. And emulation to me is fine in that sense. And like I said, emulation is great for preservation purposes as well as, um, what am I talking about? Emulation. It's also just good to try out games and then see if you like something and then you can play it later. You can, uh, you can even buy it later if it's not a super expensive game which is what I've done plenty of times already. Uh, there are sometimes cases where, like, with Ninja 5.0, I find out, I love this game. Holy shit, it's super expensive. Guess I'm not buying it, like, you know. And, and that's the case where emulation, even though I, don't, I still don't feel super great about it, I am fine using emulation as a means to play a game. You know, if there was a way for the, the original creators, the publisher, developer, whatever, to release it themselves, you know, it, it, it would be fine by me um, to play. Like, if Ninja 5.0 was released on the Switch, or, like, if they had, like, a virtual console thing still, and it was released on the Switch, or something along those lines, sure, I'm fine with that. But, you know, um, paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a game... Is not something I want to do. So uh, I messed around with emulation. It all worked perfectly. 
I didn't really notice any lag or anything. So I've I, I had a blast with my little time with the Mega SG. I definitely need to put more time into it. But my first impressions are great. Um, I, I just, I, I love it. I did get my M30 in the mail today. However, it is broken. So I'm getting a replacement. The M30 being the Genesis 8 Genesis controller. I got the Bluetooth one and my controller when I got it was busted in the sense that the D-pad was super fucking sticky. Sticky to such a ridiculous degree that I just, I can't even believe how sticky it is. So, uh, how sticky it was, you may be asking yourself, how, how sticky was it, Mark? Mark? Or Marcus Nears? How sticky was it? It's so sticky that I could press it and it would stick in a direction for a second or two. And that's not good. It, it just like, outside of that, the controller feels great, which is the most disappointing part about it. I like, uh, I messed around and played a few games with it. And outside of the D-pad being terrible, it felt so good. And that's what makes it so disappointing is because I have to wait, I don't know how many days until I get my replacement copy. But I messed around with it a little bit and outside of the whole stickiness, I didn't really notice any kind of lag, which was surprising. That was one thing like I figured, okay, the D-pad is sticky, so I'm gonna get a replacement copy for sure. But maybe, just maybe, I'll just return it instead because I'll find out that the lag is very noticeable and something I don't wanna deal with. But I quickly learned that the lag isn't a problem at all. So, you know, I just, didn't do that. <laughs> I got a replacement copy. Um, but yeah, it's a, a really nice controller if you get one that is fully functional. Anywho, I think I've talked about all that nonsense enough. So I got a code for a Redeemer uh, Enhanced Edition for the consoles. It, it came out on PC, I think, in 2017 and is just now making its way to consoles, uh, all three of them, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I'm playing on Xbox One. And I have had an absolute blast with this game. So it's an over-the-top action game with a pretty close-up uh, close camera, very reminiscent of the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games, if you remember those games at all. And you should, because those games are fantastic. And the funny thing too is that there's a level where you're going through like the sewers or something so you're going through some water and that just brought back all these positive wonderful uh Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance memories because that was one of the most like that was probably the most awe-inspiring thing of those games is just how beautiful the the water was like it was just so impressive but this game uh Redeemer is a game where you play as a monk, Vasily, I think's your name, and you were formerly a mercenary of some renown, like one of the biggest badasses, I guess you could say, and you were betrayed by your company, and they tried to kill you, but you managed to escape within the last few seconds or whatever, and you ended up uh, landing near the secluded monastery, and for the next 20 years you just tried to live a life of peace and you know 
just kind of atone for what you did and all that kind of jazz. But of course, they your your former employers they uh, eventually find you. They track you down and they come to get you to finish what they started 20 years ago. And you just you don't want any of it. You don't want to fight. You don't want to mess around with violence anymore. You you're a changed person. But uh, they don't care. They're having none of that. So you, of course, have to go to your old ways and just kick a whole lot of ass. And that is what the game is all about. It's just about kicking ass with your fists, with your feet, with weapons, with objects you can throw, and with the occasional firearm. And it feels so good. That That is the thing about Redeemer. The story, whatever. It doesn't matter. I gave you a little synopsis, but ultimately... The whole story and all of the nonsense going on in it really doesn't matter. What's important is how the game feels, and it feels so good. It is so much fun to play, and nothing could be more important than that. Uh, the way it works is that you have your basic hand-to-hand -hand combat, punch on the X button, kick on the Y button. Uh, you have a little dodge roll on the A. You can parry with the left bumper. You can pick up weapons with the right bumper and to, to aim you can shoot uh, you use the right analog stick to aim your weapon and are the, the right trigger to shoot and then you can interact with stuff with the the B button so you can do finisher moves on enemies and also pick up objects to throw at them which is fun um, but yeah you just go around beating the shit out of soldiers and monsters and everything you could possibly want to beat the shit out of i mean not really just like monsters and soldiers that there's not much more than that um but the game takes place over the course of about 16 17 missions i am pretty close to the end there's a chance i could finish before this episode ends which would be funny um but it uh it, it and I, it's taken me probably like when all is said and done it'll probably take me about three hours to finish it but it is 100 percent the kind of game that i would want to replay again it's just that much fun to play uh and they're they're you know they're harder difficulties of course there's an arena mode which i haven't messed around with but everything i've messed around with to this point like just going through the campaign has been a blast it looks pretty good for the most part it runs well i have run into slowdown on occasion but really the the game has performed pretty well i am playing on xbox one x so i can't speak to any other platforms but on xbox one x other than i think only two moments where the game dropped to what i assume is and i'm no frame rate expert but what felt like um sub or not sub but like the low 20s in terms of frame rate other than that it felt pretty good uh and ran well so i've just i've been having an absolute blast with it it looks pretty good sometimes it'll zoom in on the action when you do a finisher you can they're also like um environment based kills so you could be around a table with a buzzsaw and if you're if an enemy's near you you can do the finisher you can press the finisher button the, the b button and then you will smash their face into the buzzsaw or whatever uh if you're like by planes and they have their propellers going or whatever helicopters they got the propellers going you can throw them into those which is 
always a good time. You know, it's kind of reminiscent of the, the Punisher game where you have the environmental kills. So yeah, it is a fantastic time. I think it's $30, but um, I've enjoyed every second of my time with it. So I, I really can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, there's also an, a, an upgrade aspect to the game. So you will find upgrade points within the game, like little scrolls and whatnot that you can use to upgrade your character, but also just by partaking in the action, you will earn or your skills will, ra uh, will rise. So by punching, your, your punches will get stronger. By kicking, your kicking will get stronger. Using this weapon will make you better at whatever weapon. So, you know, you have a reason to use various weapons uh, as opposed to other ones just to like increase your skills. You know, once you increase or max out your level with a certain weapon, it, it's probably a good idea to try a different gun and stuff like that. Um, it's just, yeah, it's very fun. The enemies are all right to deal with. Uh, it, it provides a decent challenge, and if you want less of a challenge, you can play in easy mode, which is pretty easy. Um, it's it's very, very good. It's super fun. It, it is a 2017 game, I know, because it came out on PC, but as far as I'm concerned, since it came out on uh, the consoles this year, it is a perfectly fine potential game for uh, game of the year and I think there's a good chance this could end up on my top 10 list when all is said and done because it's just it's a bunch of fun and the shotgun feels great I love the shotgun especially when it's fully powered it's so powerful like it has a nice spread you get great buds, uh, blood splatters it just will destroy enemies and it's, it's a thing of beauty I love it uh, you also have like an SMG, a semi-automatic assault rifle, and a pistol, as long as a, a plasma weapon. But nothing compares to the shoddy. The shoddy is oh so hotty. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a blast. I love it. There's also co-op, I believe, but I haven't messed around with that, so I can't speak to that. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 such a, it's such a good time. It's just it's a great time. And then moving on, because I don't have anything else to say about it other than I love it and it's a good time and you should play it because it's a good time. Uh, Apex Legends announced their latest event, will, which will be starting, I think, next week. It's called, I believe, Void Walkers. And it is based around Wraith, uh, at least the, the lore aspect of it. And I guess there's going to be a wraithy area of the uh, of the the map, you know, like with how they added the octane arena. You're going to have this whatever, like lab or something that is working on making a giant um, teleportation thing portal, uh, which you can go into and then relaunch in the sky, which could be interesting. And then they're also going to introduce a new mode, which is called Armed and Dangerous, which will focus on close-range weapons and long-distance weapons. So mostly, if not entirely, sniper rifles and shotguns, which could be interesting. It's it's at least significantly more interesting than the... Uh, what is it? The, the solo mode, which was just absolute trash. 
and I don't I don't expect to see uh, a, a actual solo mode reintroduced to the game anytime soon because it was hot garbage uh, and nobody liked it I guarantee it um, but yeah that could be interesting they also talked about the rewards for that um, particular event which seems to be way less greedy than in the the previous event so there there will be I think eight or so or like two sets of free bits of loot that you can unlock by progressing in the event as well as I think eight premium items which you can buy you know if there's one in particular one you just buy it with money outright and the pricing for that seems to be much more uh, on the reasonable side so they had some that were expensive but then there were others that were like there's one for like five bucks or a few for five bucks some for ten bucks as opposed to all of them being 18 bucks like they were with the um, what do you call it with the um, the last event which was just super freaking pricey and annoying because of that so yeah that should be fun um, I, I like the fact that they're doing more events like this but I'm not like I kind of wish they would do more events like this, but at the same time, just not have a bunch of loot to go with them. Or if they do have loot, just have it be regular loot that is part of the basic loot uh, collection. Because I just, I don't want to see a bunch of loot that is only accessible via the um, via uh, pain of. Uh, 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 lot of money for because I like getting the loot I like playing the game I like this supported and all that but I just I don't want to spend a fortune on it I'm all for supporting them here and there with a little bit of this and that like I have already um, yeah that's happening soon and I'm excited to check it out and see what's what with it but um yeah, uh, that's pretty much it, news-wise, and, and what I've been playing. Next episode could very well be a very Genesis-focused episode. Um, I don't think there's anything that I have to talk about new that I can think of. Um, but who knows? I, I can't. I can't really say anything for certain. So we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, that will do it. For this year episode pretty much trying to think if there's anything else worth talking about other than you know uh, other than nothing <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that uh so yeah i think that's a good place to end the episode because i think i'm getting very close to finishing the game and i it would be weird if i finish it during this episode because it's just like then what do i do just leave it at the menu is that what i would do is that what i should do um but, uh, yeah, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, 
you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. Uh, and if you see something you like, <laughs> click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.